Week 18, friends. The first Week 18 in NFL history. What do you think about that? This is Free NFL Bets. My name is Eric. So excited to kick off the last uh, week of the regular season with you guys. First off, I'm going to go over each of the playoff scenarios so that way we know the interest level of each team that we could potentially bet on in Week 18. And then secondly, once we know um, the particulars of the playoff seeding, I will go over each game and what I am planning to bet. Again, follow me on Twitter at FreeNFLBets to get all of my official plays, which I will be releasing tomorrow and Sunday morning. With all the COVID craziness, I'm not taking any chances with chances with my money, and I will be waiting until Sunday to know who is for sure playing and who is not. All right, let's get right into it. The AFC one seed. It's kind of tricky, right? And it's contingent on Tennessee and Kansas City. So Tennessee, they win against Houston. They get the one seed. Kansas City can get the one seed if they win against Denver and Tennessee loses. The Bengals can get the one seed. They need the Chiefs and the Titans to lose. And they get it. And they, and they would need to beat the Browns. <clears throat> Buffalo can get it. I believe Buffalo can get it. Um, maybe not because they lost to Tennessee. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure. I know New England can get the one seed, which is crazy, right? Really crazy. Because they beat Tennessee. Um... And so they would need the Chiefs and and Tennessee to lose. Basically, in my eyes, in pretty much everybody else's eyes, I don't see Tennessee losing to Houston. I don't see Kansas City losing to Denver. Okay, let's go to Kansas City then. Kansas City's interest level, they play on Saturday night. So they're out in front of everybody else. Kansas City uh, plays at, at Denver. They go to Mile High Stadium and play at Denver against Drew Locke, um, who's starting a quarterback for the Broncos. Now, they still want to win, and this is why. They can get bumped down to the three seed, and they don't want to have their second round game not at Arrowhead. And and there's no quote saying that. There isn't any <clears throat> um, player quotes or inside information. All I can tell you is this, guys. Andy Reid knows that he has an advantage at home at Arrowhead Stadium with those fans and the outside temperature. Um, Andy Reid knows that he has an advantage. They're going into Denver, and they're going to take care of business. Because if they don't win, then Buffalo or New England, whoever wins between that game, will leapfrog Kansas City and Cincinnati. Um, well, un- unless Cincinnati um, wins, and they won't, wouldn't. Um, so Kansas City doesn't want to be the three seed. And they sure as heck don't want to be the, four, uh, the fourth seed if Cincinnati wins. Now, here's the kicker, right? Let's go to Cincinnati at the three seed currently. Cincinnati, <coughs> sorry guys, I'm battling some with, with, with my throat. Bear with me. Um, Cincinnati is playing chess right now. 
Zach Taylor and the coaching staff and so forth, they see the playoff picture. They see the playoff race. They know Tennessee wants to claim the one seed. They know they want home field advantage. They know they want the first round bye because remember, if you're the two seed, you don't receive the first round bye anymore. So with that said, Cincinnati knows if they lose on purpose, pretty much, and, and that's kind of what they're doing with Joe Burrow. They're, they're pulling Joe Burrow. They're, they're not going to play Joe Burrow this week. So Brandon Allen, the backup quarterback, is going to start for Cincinnati uh, in Cleveland where, they, where the Browns have pulled Baker Mayfield so he can get surgery. And really that's a blessing for the Browns because Case Keenum should have been really playing the whole entire year because Baker Mayfield, one, is just really bad, and two, he's so banged up, he's even worse than bad now. So Cincinnati is practically going to throw the game and lose on purpose so that they essentially will fall to the fourth seed by default. They just need Buffalo or the Patriots to win. And the Bills are going to beat the Jets. And the Patriots have had their trouble with the Dolphins. They have, but I still like the Patriots to find a way to win there. So with that said, that means either the Bills or the Patriots will have 11 wins and the Bengals will have 10 wins. So no matter what Tennessee and the Chiefs do, if they lose, Cincinnati loses, they'll still have 10 wins, and Buffalo and New England will most likely win. One of those two teams will win, and then Cincinnati will be the four seed. Okay, sorry. So that's a lot to take in, right? Why does this matter? Because, guys, nobody wants to go play the Chiefs in the second round, and nobody wants to go play the Bills in Buffalo, in upstate New York in the middle of January. Nobody wants to do that. You know where they want to go? They want to go to Tennessee. That's where they want to go. And that, my friends, is what Zach Taylor is doing with the Cincinnati Bengals throwing the game, essentially, um, against the Cleveland Browns. So that's what is most likely going to happen. The winner of the – whoever wins the AFC East – so now we'll, we'll jump down to the four seed with the Buffalo Bills right now currently as it stands. Buffalo is – playing the Jets at home. They're going to smash the Jets at home. So most likely Buffalo will hold on to the four seed. I mean, will hold on to the AFC East division crown and they will leapfrog um, Cincinnati. Now, also, they beat Kansas City. So if Kansas City somehow loses to Denver, which I don't think they will, but if they do, Buffalo will jump into the second seed. Now, I don't think Buffalo would get the first seed. I'm not entirely sure the one seed um, because they lost the Titans. I'm not entirely sure on that. But again, I like Tennessee or Kansas City to win, and that's all you need for the one seed to get wrapped up. Um, so, yeah, pretty much... The, the AFC East winner will jump to the third seed as long as Kansas City and the Titans win. Now, let's jump to the fifth seed with uh, the Patriots. So I, I kind of just went over all that. So the same thing for the Patriots kind of pertains to the, the Bills. Whoever wins the AFC East will most likely jump to the third seed. 
Um, okay, so let's take a quick pause there and just look at that because this is kind of the the um, sticky part of the equation in the playoff race compared in the NFC doesn't have nearly as many crazy outcomes as the AFC. So what does this mean in terms of betting? This means that Tennessee is going to play hard and they're going to want to win. Same with Kansas City. Same with Buffalo and New England because if they win the AFC, then they get a home game. And um yeah, they get a home game. And they and they most likely go to the to the 3 seed. Now, um, with that said, which kind of brings up an interesting situation, um, I think New England does not lay off the gas pedal because I think they understand what Cincinnati's doing, and I think that they want to be the fifth seed. So even though they know that Buffalo's going to beat the Jets, I think they're going to play for that fifth seed. And bottom line, Bill Belichick plays to win. Um, that's that's point blank period. He plays to win. So I like the Patriots to play for that fifth seed, knowing that if they beat Cincinnati next week in the playoffs, which is very doable, then they go to Tennessee, where they already beat Tennessee. And so essentially, they have an easier path. You know, you know whether or not Bill Belichick really thinks of that stuff or not, I, I don't know. But I do know this. I do know based on history, Bill Belichick's going to play hard in this game tomorrow, knowing what's at stake. Because remember, if they lose in Indianapolis, so, so I'm jumping to the sixth seed right now, which is the Colts. Remember, the Colts beat the Patriots a couple weeks ago. So if New England loses and the Colts win, the Colts jump up to the five seed. And that's where that, the Colts would love that. Again, because everybody wants to play the Titans in the second round. Keep that in mind. There is a motivation for this for these teams. If you don't think there is, you're crazy. Um, so Indianapolis, let's jump to the sixth seed. They are the magic key holders to crushing everybody else's playoff dreams, essentially. Um, if they win, there is essentially no path. Well, there is, yeah, there's pretty much essentially no path for the Ravens and the Steelers. Now, the Raiders and the Chargers, if the Colts lose, um, I think both could still get in. I'm not entirely sure. But bottom line, all you need to know is that the Colts are going to be playing hard, the Chargers are going to be playing hard, the Raiders are going to be playing hard, the Steelers will be playing hard, and the Ravens will be playing hard. Um, unless it's halftime... But no, I mean it's it's Ben Roethlisberger's most likely last game of the season, and the, and the Ravens have lost six straight or whatever it is, and they're at home against their rivals. The Ravens and Steelers are going to duke it out, guys. They're not going to let. They're not just going to give up. Neither team's going to give up. They're they're both going to play hard. Um. So yeah, guys, that's the playoff picture in the AFC. I know there's a lot going on there. Um. But bottom line is, you want to know this. The Colts will be playing hard one again in the playoffs, but also for the five seed. New England doesn't want to give up the five seed. I, again, I don't have any quotes on this, guys. I don't have any anything on this, any insider sources. I just know based off, off of previous history 
with the Patriots in playoff game the last week of the season, and also Bill Belichick's state of mind, they want that fifth seed, guys. Everybody wants to play uh, Tennessee. And so, yeah. So that's it for the AFC. Let's quickly go to the NFC and go over everything there. Um, I know I'm at 12 minutes, guys. Sorry, I'm trying to keep this as quick as I can, but I feel like this is important for everybody who's betting this week. You need to know who really cares that they're playing this week and who doesn't because this is the week where the starters play, they start the game, and then they get yanked at halftime, and you're like, what the heck happened? And, and your money's basically going down the drain. So pay attention to what I'm saying. And trust me, when these teams, I know the, the teams who will be playing hard this week, okay? And that's what we, that's the only thing we care about. Um, we also care about the teams who aren't going to be playing hard. Don't get me wrong. We care about those teams too. <laughs> we want to know what teams aren't going to be playing hard. Um, okay, NFC. The Packers clinched the one seed. So they really have no business playing this week, their starters. But apparently Aaron Rodgers is going to play. I, I mean, Aaron Rodgers might play a series for a quarter I, I would be surprised if he trots out there in the second quarter guys I really would um okay so the Packers have the one seed so there's no chance for anybody else to get the one seed but again friends nobody wants to go to Lambeau Field in the middle of January to play the Packers in the second round nobody wants that so the next four teams I'm going to be talking about all know this, all have this in mind, all have a chance of going, uh, of becoming the second and third seed. Okay, so with that said, let's talk about it. Okay, the Rams play, so the second seed right now is the Rams at 12 and 4, and they play the 49ers who are 9 and 7. So I'll kind of jump down um, with this situation because the 49ers are the sixth seed. And I'll kind of loop in the Cardinal. No, no, I won't. I'll, I'll stay with the second seed. I'll just stay with the Rams for now. Um, if the Rams beat the 49ers, then they stay at the, at this, at the two seed. Okay? That, that's what they're kind of at right now. Actually, no, I need to jump to it. I need to talk about it, guys. Okay. Sorry, so I'm bouncing all over the place because there's a lot of stuff going on here. If the Cardinals are at 11 and 5, the Arizona Cardinals could jump and become the NFC West champs, which would get grant them a home a home game. Now what that means for the 3rd seed Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the 4th seed Dallas Cowboys, let's let's pump our brakes there. Let we're not we're not quite there yet, but in terms of Los Angeles could become the fifth seed if they lose to the 49ers and the 49ers need to win to pretty much get into the playoffs and the Cardinals beat the Seattle Seahawks at home, then Arizona would be the NFC West champs. Okay, well, let's go <coughs> to Tampa Bay and Dallas and then we'll talk about how those four teams could seed out. So Tampa Bay plays the Carolina Panthers at home. If Tampa Bay wins and Los Angeles loses, which could very easily happen, then Tampa would become the two seed. 
if the Rams win and Tampa wins, Tampa remains at the three seed. Now, if Tampa loses and the Cowboys win, and sorry, let's not, let's not talk about the Cowboys yet. Actually, sorry, let's not talk about the Tampa Bay falling down the seedings yet. Let's go to Dallas. So if Dallas wins and goes to 12-5, and five, Tampa Bay loses to the Panthers at 12, and then they go to 12-5, and five, and the Los Angeles Rams lose to the 49ers, and the Cardinals win and go to 12-5. and five. The Cowboys would then jump to the two-seed, if all four of those teams are 12 and 5, the Cardinals, Cowboys, Buccaneers, and Rams, the Cowboys would jump to the two seed because they have the best conference record out of any NFC team at 9 and 2 currently. And they would then be 10 and 2. Um, so, yeah, Cowboys could technically go to the two seed. And they play on Saturday. Now, with that said, with that said, we need to think of the likelihood of Tampa Bay losing to the Panthers and Los Angeles losing to the 49ers to gauge are the Cowboys really going to be playing hard or not? And are they going to be playing their starters or not? Let's, let's, let's talk about it real quick. The Rams at home against the 49ers. Absolutely the Rams could lose that game. That's uh, almost a toss-up, guys. Now, if Trey Lance plays and starts over Jimmy Garoppolo, I really don't give the 49ers a chance, a good chance to, to win. I, I, Trey Lance is not there, in my opinion. He's not there. Um, that game was close against Houston last week for a large amount of period of the game. Um, so I do like Los Angeles to win there. And also, with Jimmy Garoppolo with his banged-up thumb, I still like Los Angeles to win there. So, San Francisco's live. Don't get me wrong. San Francisco could win that. They definitely could. They have Los Angeles' number. But I like the Rams to take care of business. Now, from the Cowboys' perspective, they probably think, you know, hey, the 49ers do have a serious chance of winning. And, And they do. So, they'll take that into consideration. Now, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is interesting because they're playing the Panthers who they trashed two weeks ago in Carolina. Sam Darnold's back, and the entire offense is pretty much healthy. Offensive line's healthy, and their defense is somewhat healthy. Stephon Gilmore isn't playing, but I think everybody else is. Um, So... They're talented. The Panthers have talent. And the Buccaneers' defense could be without Jason Pierre-Paul. They're without um, Shaq Barrett. So their pass rush is a little interesting. And then they also don't have Levante David because he's been on IR for a while. They have Kevin Minter playing. So that front seven, that amazing, you know, best front seven and potential, you know, potentially NFL history. Um, 
Yeah, guys, I totally believe that, by the way. Shaq Barrett, Jason Pierre-Paul, Vita Vea, and Damakung Su, Levante David, and Devin White is one of the best front sevens of all time. You can at me at Twitter, at Free NFL Bets. With, and their secondary has been shaky all season. So the front seven, there's chips in the armor, and they have secondary issues per usual. Tampa could lose. They could lose to the Panthers. I don't think they will. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, let's gauge Tampa Bay's motivation. Do they think they have a shot at the two seed? But really, it's more of they don't want to fall to the fourth seed because they would fall to the fourth seed if they lost. The Cardinals won, and the Cowboys won, and the Rams lost. Because the Cardinals would have a better NFC record than Tampa. So Tampa would fall to the four seed. Dallas would then go to the three seed, and Arizona would go to the second seed. And again, why does this matter, guys? Because nobody wants to go to Lambeau Field in the second week of the playoffs in the middle of January to play the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Even though Tampa Bay beat them last year, They would much rather go to Los Angeles and play Los Angeles. Trust me on that. Okay. That that was a lot there, right? That was a lot. So basically what this means is this, guys. My hunch is this. Dallas plays on Saturday night. If Dallas loses, then that kind of lessens Tampa Bay's motivation to play on Sunday. Because Tampa Bay would then be locked into the three seed, no matter what happens with Arizona and the Rams. Uh, well, it, at worst, I mean, at worst. So Tampa Bay would be the three seed, which means they wouldn't have to go to Lambeau Field in the second round of the playoffs. Now, Tampa Bay was still going to play hard, guys. Why? Because Bruce Arians, if you believe Antonio Brown's text messages, that he released, it said, we are not resting for the playoffs in all capital letters. Who knows if it's true or not, but it sounds like a Bruce Arians thing to say. And by, and how they were going about the Jets last week and fighting tooth and nail to come back and win. Um, <clears throat> yeah, guys, I, I don't think they're resting. I think they're really going for it. I think they're going to win this week and battling to win this week against the Panthers and they're not looking to rest anybody. <clears throat> so, yeah, I think Tampa Bay plays hard this week, even if the Dallas Cowboys lose on Saturday to the Eagles, which the Eagles have nothing to play for. Um, they could improve their seeding to the sixth seed. So it's like, you know, pick your poison. You're going to either play Tampa or you're going to play the Rams or the Cardinals. I mean, you, you don't even know if, which one's going to happen. So Philly really has no motivation to play. They're going to be the sixth or the seventh seed. You know, they don't really care. So Dallas might just win by default because Philly doesn't play a lot of their players. Who knows, guys? Who the heck knows? I'm not going to be touching Dallas and the Eagles. I'm just not. I don't feel good about it. Um, but what you need to know is this. Again, motivation. The Rams have all the motivation in the world. Tampa Bay have shown signs that they have motivation to play this game, even if Dallas loses. 
because they can still go to this get the second seed if the 49ers beat the Rams and they win. That's it. So, I like Tampa Bay to play hard, guys. Arizona, we know, is going to play hard. We know they're going to. But, again, they could score board watch. If the Rams get up huge against the 49ers, then maybe they just pull off the horses and pull Kyler Murray in the second half. Who knows? Cliff Kingsbury is kind of a wild card. So you have to pay close attention to that and think about that. Um, because, again, I'd like the Rams to beat the 49ers this week. I think that quarterback position is too valuable, and I don't think they're going to perform well enough. Um, Trey Lance or Jimmy or banged-up Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, again, sorry, guys, long-winded. I just want to make sure everybody is fully aware of what is going to unfold in terms of these teams wanting to play this week because it's everything. You need to know who's going to play this week competitively for you to put your money on them. Um, The last game to talk about is the Saints at the Falcons. So the Saints can get into the playoffs against if they beat the Falcons and the Rams beat the 49ers because they beat, um, they would have the tiebreaker three-way against the Eagles and the 49ers and they would jump into the seventh seed and then the Eagles. Um... I don't know if they won, they would jump to the sixth seed. And if they lost, I think they would still jump to the sixth seed if, if San Francisco lost and the Saints won. Because, um, and and guys, that's not because, sorry. That's what I'm saying. The Eagles have nothing to play for. I don't, I don't know why the Eagles would play any of their starters. Um, and that's it. Okay, enough of that. Sorry, I know I went like 25 minutes into it. Um, let's get to the lines and let's talk about where the value's at with all that said. Okay. Dallas minus four over unders 43 and a half. I do like nothing in this game. Absolutely nothing guys. I will not be touching this even though my new strategy says if I have a point spread of three and a half or less that I will automatically play it. I am not going to be playing it um, if it gets to three and a half. I just, I don't know, guys. I'm going to stay away from that one. De- okay, next game, the Saturday night game, Kansas City, or actually the Saturday afternoon game. Kansas City, they should really change that. No one cares about Dallas, Philadelphia. Um, Kansas City minus ten and a half at Denver. I like Kansas City to take care of business. There's no Patrick Sertan. Um, Shelby Harris is questionable. I think he still plays for the Denver Broncos defensive line. Um, I know it's in Denver. Denver, they'll play hard. The defense will play hard. But I think Kansas City will be able to run on them a little bit. And I think that they will be able to pass against them without Patrick Sertan. So they have Callahan, the cornerback, and Fuller, I believe, the the other cornerback. Um, It shouldn't be any match for Kelsey and the boys, and Patrick Mahomes. I like Kansas City to win that game. Kansas City wants to be the two seed. Trust me, they're going to find a way to win this game. I will be putting them down to minus two or minus one and a half in a very strong teaser. Yeah, guys, I like Kansas City to win that game. I also like the under in this game because 
I think once Kansas City knows, if, if they do start blowing them out, right, guys, if they do start blowing them out, I do see them just pulling the starters. If they're up three scores in the fourth quarter, they're just going to be looking to milk the clock and get out of there with the win and protect everybody. Um, Denver on the other side. Well, first let's talk about Kansas City's defense. Kansas City's defense is healthy, guys. Very healthy everywhere. You got the best players in there at every position. I like their defense to frustrate Drew Locke. And who doesn't, right? So maybe you could look at Denver team total points under. Maybe. I don't know. Last game of the, of the season, they might give up a sympathy touchdown if they're up big, Kansas City. But still, with that said, I don't like Denver to get over 20 points, and I don't like Kansas City to get over 40 points. So I'm not opposed to teasing this total up to 54 and a half and riding the under there for a small play. In fact, I think I'm going to do that. Um, you might not even need it in this one, guys. The over-under 45 might just stay there. You might you might be good at 45. Um, player prop-wise, I don't know, guys. I'm probably going to stay away from it. Let's go to the next game. It's Green Bay at Detroit. This is minus 3.5 for Green Bay. Went up a little bit. I think it was minus two and a half. Now it's minus three and a half. It's probably because of the Aaron Rodgers news he's playing. But, guys, he's not going to play the entire game. So if if you had to tell me, if you had to force me to bet this game, it's going to be Detroit plus three and a half for sure. Um, Over-under is 44 and a half. Oh, man, guys, it kind of feels like stealing. Kind of feels like stealing. I don't think Green Bay is going to score more than 23 points. And then Detroit. Man, guys, I uh, I know there's a lot of business decisions being had this week with players, so I don't know if the effort's going to be there. But Dan Campbell and the boys for Detroit, I think they give a good effort. I think they want to win this game. Green Bay doesn't care about this game. Matt LaFleur is not letting Aaron Rodgers play in the second half. Probably not the second quarter. So Jordan Love, who's been subpar so far in his play in meaningful games this year and last year. Green, uh, in meaningful games, I mean regular season games. I don't see Green Bay scoring more than 23, guys. And I don't see Detroit scoring more than 23. Now they could, but... Man, that's kind of tempting to tease that up to 51, 52 and a half and play the under. I might do that for a small play, guys. I really might. Um, player prop-wise, you have to look at Amon Ross St. Brown for the Lions. Um, Jared Goff's back this week, so he felt comfortable with him. I think, I, I think that's a pretty safe bet, actually. I like Amon Ross St. Brown the wide receiver for the Lions. Even if it's at four and a half receptions, I think I'd still take the over on that. His yards at, you know, 55 and a half and under, I would take that for sure too. Um, so look for that. I might take that, guys. But again, the negative game script. I, I don't know, guys. I got to think about that one. Let's go to the next game. Chicago at Minnesota. So Andy Dalton is officially the starter. Now with Justin Fields getting covid and Kirk Cousins is back this week at home, and they have minus five and a half. 
Chicago has injuries um, in some places. I think Akeem Hicks is out. And I think uh, one of the secondary players is out too. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, guys. I don't know Chicago's motivation for this one. I don't know Minnesota's motivation for this either. I'm probably not going to play this one. I, again, I'm playing teams that I know are motivated this week. Uh, Over-unders at 44. I don't know, guys. I, I would lean over in this one just for business decisions. And what I mean by business decisions is that guys don't want to get hurt. And so they the effort's not going to be there. So they're going to let guys run through tackles and score long plays so they don't have to get hurt. Um, let me see here, guys. I'm going to pass on this one, the player props for the – I mean, I guess I'd look to Dalvin Cook. I don't know, guys, or David Montgomery. I have no idea. Um, let's go to New England and Miami, the next game on the schedule. I have minus six and a half for New England. I like this spot, guys. I think I'm going to tease my uh, New England down to a pick 'em, just to win. I I know Miami's giving them fits. I know the game's in Miami. I know New England has struggled in Miami, but I like Miami to just not win. And I like New England motivated to play well and win. Over-unders at 40. I'm not going to touch that. If I had to say, I think it's I think it'd go over, I guess. I don't know, guys. I'm not going to touch that over-under. I might tease it up to 51 and bet under, but I don't know. I, I don't love it. Um, excuse my cat, by the way. Cat's meowing in the background. Player prop-wise, I think you have to go Damian Harris here if he plays. They're going to run the ball. New England's going to run the ball. And then on the other side, I don't know, guys. Maybe Tua completions. I really have no idea. Um, let's go to the next game. Indy at Jacksonville. It's minus 14 and a half. Um, I like... I like Indianapolis to take care of business. Who doesn't? They were in the same exact situation last year. They needed to win and they needed to get in. And they were minus 14 and a half point favorites at home. So, and they almost lost that game. Jacksonville's had their number in Jacksonville. So, just some things to look at. Um, just a second, guys. Let me let my cat out. Give me like five seconds. Okay, I'm back. Apologies. Yeah, so I like Indianapolis to win this game. I'll probably put them on a large parlay. Uh, they're, they're not going to lose to Jacksonville this week, guys. They're just not. Jacksonville's relatively healthy, but they're just talent-wise not there. Just overall, they're, just, they're not the team that Indianapolis is. Indianapolis has Darius Leonard. They're emotional leader, and they have everybody on offense ready to go. So I I don't see it, guys. I really don't see it. And I'm a Steelers fan. I'm going to be rooting for the Jaguars like crazy on Sunday. But 
I do not see it. Over unders at 44. No idea, guys. No idea. I'm not going to touch it. Uh, you have to go with Jonathan Taylor rushing props, right? I know Jacksonville's been kind of good against the run, but they're going to ride the horse this week, guys. They're going to ride the horse. Uh, next game, Jets at Buffalo, minus 16 and a half. Wow. Uh, the Jets are healthy kind of everywhere. And so is Buffalo, but it's just something to think about. Over-unders at 40. I haven't looked at the weather in that one. Um, Bills are going to win, guys. Bills want this game because they know they will win and win the AFC East. So that's all I need to know. Buffalo and Indy are going to be in every money line parlay, and why not? Over-unders 40. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'll keep it moving. Carolina at Tampa. We touched on this one, right? Tampa's motivated. They're motivated to play. They're probably just going to get the three seed. Pay attention if Dallas wins on Saturday night. If Dallas wins, Tampa Bay has even more motivation to play because then they could potentially become the fourth seed if Arizona wins and the Rams lose then Tampa would become the fourth seed. They don't want that. So Tampa's going to be motivated. It's minus eight. I am going to be tempted to put this down to minus two um, and just kind of roll the dice tomorrow because I know I can get them in a teaser with the Patriots. So I might do that. Over-unders at 42, 41. Um, I don't know, guys. I'm not touching that over-under. Okay, next game. Tennessee, Houston. I like Tennessee to win. I know Houston's played well at home. Excuse, excuse me, guys. It's late here. Um, Tennessee on the road at Houston. Houston's tough at home. I know it's kind of crazy to say, but they are. I still like Tennessee pretty much fully healthy on offense and defense to go down there and win in a Mike Vrabel type of way, payback, because they lost to Houston earlier at, in the season at home, and if they didn't lose to them, then they wouldn't be in this situation. <laughs> they would be fine. All they would need to do is rest players this week. So this is a revenge game. They need to earn their bye week. They're going to go down there and do it. They're going to win. And again, if Kansas City wins on Saturday afternoon, then... You better believe Tennessee's going to be very motivated to win. Because if they lose, then they're officially not the one seed. Okay. Over-unders 43. I don't know, guys. I'm not touching that. Um, next game, Washington at the Giants. Minus sevens. Flat sevens. Ooh, it's a six and a half somewhere. Um, I like Washington to win this game. I do. Washington's fairly healthy on uh, everywhere. Defense, they're a little, little banged up. Um, the Giants are starting Jake Fromm. Mike Lennon's out this week. Jake Fromm is, a, is more aggressive than any quarterback on the Giants roster. Um, it gets them in trouble sometimes. I, I think Washington plays with pride. I know Ron Rivera. I know Jack Del Rio. They have a lot of pride. They're going to instill that 
this week and say, hey, we're showing up and we have a football game. We're going to go out there and try to win it. I'm not saying Joe Judge doesn't. I'm not saying Patrick Graham doesn't either. Um, but, man, you got Jake Fromm at quarterback, man. And, yeah, that's not good. It's really bad. And I'm not saying Taylor Heineke's much better either. But I'd like Washington to win. Even though that game doesn't mean anything, I'm going to be teasing down Washington to a pick them just to win. The over-unders at 38. I don't think, I think division game, I could be wrong on this, but I'm, I'm tempted to tease this up to 48 and bet under because I don't see how the Giants are going to score more than 24 points. And Washington, I don't really see them scoring more than 24 points either. I think that's a clean under right there. I like that actually under 48 i like that a lot i'm gonna probably put a small play on that okay next game new orleans at atlanta um and sorry sorry let me backtrack just a little bit everybody um key times are this guys the one o'clock games are detroit green bay chicago minnesota indianapolis jacksonville um, Tennessee, Houston, Washington, New York, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland. It's essentially all the games that don't mean anything. They really don't mean anything, right? Um, because unless shockers happen. If Indianapolis loses, that's a huge shocker. If Tennessee loses, that changes some things as well. Um, and that's it. That's it. So everyone's just going to be... F- seeing if Indianapolis and Tennessee takes care of business because it literally does not affect anything else. The four o'clock games are New England, Miami, um, Buffalo, New York. So New England and Buffalo are playing at the same time. Carolina, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Atlanta, Seattle, Arizona, San Francisco, and the Rams. Okay, so the NFC is going to be determined at the 4 o'clock window. So just to let you know, the NFL smart. They know this stuff. They make sure no one knows ahead of time. No one's playing at 1 o'clock and has a chance to just clinch everything, and then the 4 o'clock games are thrown off. They want to keep the competitive balance intact. All right, sorry. Let's get back to New Orleans at Atlanta. So there's been a lot of love on Atlanta. There's been a lot of buyback. Atlanta's healthy. Healthy everywhere. And... Um, they already beat New Orleans once this season. So now they're plus three and a half at home. The Saints have Taysom Hill at quarterback. Um, everyone's pretty healthy for the Saints too, except for their offensive line. Um, but I mean, they still have a chance to play. I, I don't know guys. The, the biggest thing that I like, and this series has stayed under when you teased it like all the time. One, because both these quarterbacks don't turn the ball over that much. And when you don't have turnovers, you don't have short fields, you don't have quick scores, and you punt a lot, and the game stay under. And I like New Orleans defense a ton. They're playing well. I like them to frustrate Atlanta this week in a revenge type of situation. And New Orleans needs to win to get in to the playoffs with help. But I think if they do win, I think they get in because I like Los Angeles to beat the 49ers. So minus three and a half, 
I don't know, guys. The way I played, I mean, I'm going to have to play this one. Um, unless there's a lot of Saints buyback money on Sunday morning and pushes it to minus four, then I'm not touching it. But I, if, if I had to play minus three and a half, I'll probably play uh, New Orleans. Yeah, I don't love it. And it, the over-under, I probably will tease up to 51 and a half and, and bet the under uh, for a small play. I'm going to be doing that a lot this week, guys. I think there's a lot of bad offenses and competitive games that it's going to stay under. And that's kind of contrary to the business decision theory for players this week, but I'm, that's, that's what I'm feeling. And the next game is a prime example of that. You have Pittsburgh and Baltimore over-unders at 40 and a half, 41 at some places. I think this is going under, guys. Pittsburgh's offense is so bad. Baltimore showed some moxie last week. They showed some moxie, okay? They lost another one-point game, but they only gave up 20 points. And, man, if you can get the over-under at 51, this is kind of a strong play for me, guys. This is a 1.5 unit, 4% play for me. I'm going to find two other plays uh, and tease them 10 points in either direction and put them with this under 51 uh, for Pittsburgh and Baltimore. You, you just need 27 to 24 um, under that total and you're good. And, and Pittsburgh with, is going against Tyler Huntley. I, Pittsburgh's not going to give up 27 points to Baltimore. And then same with Baltimore to Pittsburgh. I don't see Ben Roethlisberger getting more than 27 points in his last game ever in Baltimore, and Baltimore knows it. Not a chance, guys. Not a chance. That game's going under. I mean, you might just want to do 40 and a half and just call it there. Um, as far as who's going to win, I don't know, guys. I have no idea. I think it's kind of a toss-up game. I think the underdogs covered the last six times in a row. Um, why would it change here? I don't know. Pittsburgh plus three and a half. Ben Roethlisberger's last game. I'd lean that way. For sure. Uh, player prop-wise, no idea. I guess maybe Najee Harris receptions. Who knows? Um, next game, Cincinnati at Cleveland. Guys, this is kind of a steal, I think. I think you have to play this as a confident 3% play teaser. Cleveland down to money line. Cleveland is everybody playing pretty much. Cincinnati does not want to win this game. We've talked about this at nauseum. Cincinnati's not going to win this game. They will make sure they do not win this game. They want to be the four seed so that they can play Tennessee in the second round. Cincinnati will lose. Over-unders at 37. Man, I like the under in that one too. There's a lot of unders I like this week, guys. I mean, gosh, you tease it up to 47 and a half and play the under that. 27-20 wins. Cincinnati's not scoring more than 17. And then Cleveland, I don't think, scores more than 30. So that would be 47 right there. 30 to 30 to 17. Nah, I don't I don't see it. I don't see that going over, guys. Um, let's move on. Player prop-wise, sorry, player prop-wise, I do like Nick Chubb in that one. I like Nick Chubb to get some rushes. Um, next game, Seattle at Arizona. And then the game after that is uh, San Francisco, Los Angeles. So let's talk about these two games. I've already talked about them a little bit. Seattle is going 
to the place, and the place is Arizona, that stadium, and that's the same stadium where Russell Wilson lost the Super Bowl. People have mentioned this every time he goes there. He knows this. He understands this. This is also potentially Russell Wilson's last game as a Seahawk. Everybody's healthy. Lockett, DK Metcalf, the left side of the offensive line is healthy. The right side of the offensive line is not healthy, but they've been dealing with that since he's been there. Um, the defense was missing Bobby Wagner, but everybody else is playing for Seattle. So you're only missing Bobby Wagner, and that's essentially it. Now, Arizona. Arizona doesn't have Rondale Moore. They don't have DeAndre Hopkins. They don't have Chase Edmonds. Um, James Connors questionable. So that's the offense. And we know Kyler Murray's not 100%. I mean, guys, he's just not. His ankles feels good. I, I would say that's probably where he's at. It feels pretty good. And the defense... Uh, they're missing a cornerback, and I think that's about it. So the defense is there. What I'm saying is this, guys. With all the injury news and all this stuff, and again, we're talking about motivation, Arizona's going to be motivated to play. But with that said, is Seattle going to be motivated to play? I think they are. I think getting six points with the Seahawks is, man, I don't know. That's that's tempting, friends. That's tempting. That is something to think about. Seattle's live. Seattle is definitely live to win this game. And remember, Arizona kind of just smushed their season with Colt McCoy at quarterback. I mean, Seattle needed to win that game to make the have a serious chance of making the playoffs, and they didn't. They lost at home embarrassingly to Colt McCoy. And the Cardinals. They're going to be motivated. Divisional game. Seattle's going to want to win this game. Russell Wilson's potential last game is a Seahawk. I like the Seahawks plus six. I might take that straight up. And then I might tease them the plus 14. And a three team teaser. I like Seattle to hang in that one guys. I like that a lot. Next game. San Francisco. And the Rams. The Rams are minus four and a half right now. I don't know. if I, I mean, I like that. I kind of hope it balloons up to minus six when Trey Lance is announced the starter. And then I'll put the Rams in a pick them. Because I, I just, I like the Rams to win. I like them to take care of business and, and keep the two seed. Um, Over-unders at 44 and a half. I like that under. I might, again, I don't know, guys. I'm, I gotta, I got to really think about this one. Because last week of the season, there's a lot of overs that hit. But I'm feeling unders this week. I'm, I'm, I would love to tease that to 54.5 and, and, and keep that under. I don't – I don't – I think San Francisco plays hard on defense. I think they know they have to play hard on defense to give this game a chance. The And I think the Rams are going to be playing well on defense because I, I don't think the 49ers offense is going to do that well. So, um, man, I like that under. Probably going to play that as well. Okay, last game of the week, and then we're done with the podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Again, all my official plays will be released on Twitter at FreeNFLBets. I've been on a nice uh, hot streak the last five or six weeks, um, probably about 10, 12 units profit. And I feel like 
this week, I'm going to have a lot of winners. So stay with me. Stay tuned. Um, yeah, guys, I like this week a lot. Chargers minus three, no three and a half at every book. Minus three, flat minus three against the Raiders in Las Vegas. I think the Chargers are the better team. I think I'm going to pick the Chargers at minus three. Uh, Vegas has had a nice run, a really nice run. But I think it does end here. I think the Chargers finally avenge themselves of that embarrassing Houston loss and find a way to climb into the playoffs. I like the Chargers to make the playoffs. Um, Both teams are pretty much healthy. I know Josh Jacobs is a question mark, and Darren Waller actually has a chance to play this week for the Raiders. Um, that would be huge. If, if Waller and Jacobs seem to be healthy and playing this week, that, that's huge. Because then I think offensively, I think both teams are kind of even. Um, and then it comes to defense, where Las Vegas has the better defense. Mm, slightly. Slightly. But the Chargers have talent on defense, and I don't know, guys. I don't know. That's a weird game. I'll probably lean the Chargers minus three. The over-under is 49. Um, I like points in that one. I'm not a – okay, finally, finally, guys, there's an over I like. I Man, tease that down to 39 and go over with that. Both teams, 23, 17 hits. I like that. I like that a lot. Um. Yeah, guys, that's all I got. Player prop-wise, I actually kind of like Austin Eckler in that one. Um, other than that, that's all I have, guys. Um, good, I kept the show under an hour. I know I talked at length there. Um, but, yeah, happy for this week. I have a lot of really strong feels and plays for this week, guys. I'm, I'm going to be putting some strong bets out there. So follow me on Twitter, at FreeNFLBets. Uh, tomorrow afternoon and Sunday morning for some strong Week 18 NFL bets. Thanks for listening, guys. Give me a rating. Tell your friends and family. Um, Let's cash some tickets and let's make money together. See you in the playoffs. Peace.